You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys Podcast. I have my friend, singer Matthew West on the line. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. So, as always, you, you're super busy, and one of the things you've got going on is this new book, Hello, My Name Is, Discover Your True Identity. And so... I mean, obviously, you're a friend, and so I knew this was coming. I was excited about it, and I wanted to talk with you because the title of the book and the subject matter, I think it's something that, you know, like the world today, I mean, so many people are sort of facing this identity crisis. I think people think our country is, people are, it sort of goes goes down the line, and I, I wanted to just start by asking, why did you write this book? What motivated you? Well, first of all, it's great to talk to you today, and I'm calling you from a gas station because <laughs> uh, well, I'm in the middle of a of a trip and uh, on my way to a, a show tonight in Atlanta. But uh, I'm super excited. It's a it's just a really cool season of getting to see my writing extend beyond just the songs that I've written over the years, and, and now I get to to write a new book. Um, this has been a real dream becoming a reality I've, I've written some what i call baby books like more inspirational like devotional books or, or even gift book kind of things with like little bite-sized devotionals um but this is hello my name is is really my first uh what i'm calling my my big boy book you know <laughs> a chapter book uh where i really got a chance to unpack some of the stories that i'm most passionate about telling and and, and really the heart and the hope behind this book is helping to find your true identity, um, you know, which is something that I've noticed to be, uh, while we all have different lives, different stories, and different experiences, the search for identity is one that we all embark upon. Um, you know, from a young age, we're, we're trying to figure out who we are, why we're here, what sets us apart, what makes us special. And throughout the way, there's, uh, throughout the, the journey, there's a bunch of pitfalls along the way, and the world uh, tries to get us to believe a lie about who we are. And so it was with that sort of uh, motivation that I sat down to, to write this book in the hopes of just helping point myself and anybody who reads this book in the direction of where they can find their truest, most fulfilling identity. Yeah, and, and you know, it seems like, I mean, so many people, it's so easy because the world is just so busy. I feel like we're all inundated with so many messages. It's so easy to, like, compare ourselves to others, to get consumed by business or the things that we're doing. And, you know, I, I find myself all the time being like, okay, wait a minute, I've got to gotta recenter myself, you know, focus on putting my identity in Christ and not in just, like, whatever, you know, it is I'm doing. And so... Yeah, do you think this is something that's gotten worse in culture, like, recently? I mean, where, how do you kind of see the situation when it comes to identity? Well, you know, I, I think it's gotten definitely more interesting. Um, it, as the search for identity has, we've now been given these amazing uh, or deadly platforms where we can carve out the identity that we want to present to the world. You know, one of the things that I um, dive into in the book is, is, you know, outlets like Facebook where, you know, Mark Zuckerberg even said, you know, Facebook has basically allowed everybody to uh, get into the advertising business. We're all marketing and we, and our identities, our lives are the brands that we're marketing. And so, um, boy, I mean, you talk about a, what a, what a dangerous thing that we can kind of go, okay, here's the, here's the version of me that I want to present myself. Uh, but I want to 
present to the world. Here's here's who I want people to see. I am. And, uh, you know, what I really wound up discovering as I wrote this book, from the very early stages, I thought, boy, this book is just about, just as much about a search for authenticity as it is a search for identity. Um, because when the closer we get to the core of who we are, um, that's when we're going to discover how to live the most authentic version of our lives and our stories. And man, that's at the end of the day, that's what I want. I'm not good at it yet. I'm still working on it. And this book was a big help to me. Um, I wound up kind of, uh, digging into my own story on a, on a bit of a deeper level, which was hard, but also really fulfilling and rewarding. Um, you know, chapter by chapter, I like to think uh, that I'm sort of exploring different name tags that we're all tempted to wear in our lives um, that, that sort of, you know, describe false identities that we're tempted to believe about ourselves, whether it's, uh, you know, names that we wrote on our name tags ourselves because of mistakes that we've made or um, sins or our past, regrets, failures, or names that other people have written on our name tag for us, you know, damaging words spoken by uh, a parent or um, being the victim of abuse or somebody just making you feel like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not attractive enough, you're not strong enough, you're not gifted enough. The world goes out of its way to make us believe that we're simply just not enough. And uh, so in writing this book, I had to sort of deal with some of my own uh, false identities. And, uh, and then, boy, what a powerful experience to dive into scripture on a new level and rediscover who my creator is and what he says about me. And that really is, as one of the chapters in the book says, um, it's a name changer and it's a game changer. I love that. Well, was there anything about yourself that you were surprised to kind of discover? Because I find like when you're in a project like that, you know, it's easy to sort of, you know, look past things. But when you have to kind of look at yourself, it's sort of sometimes shocking. I mean, was there anything you'd want to share yeah. <laughs> that you discovered? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's really it. It was, it'd be a lot easier for me to just, you know, talk about this book. Like, man, it's really important just to get real with yourself and just deal with the most wounded parts of your life and, it's so easy to tell somebody to do that, and it's a lot harder to actually do that yourself, you know? And totally. I think one of the big themes that I wound up kind of discovering about myself was just uh, surrounded by the word insecurity. And I wrote a lot about it in my book of just different parts of my life that have led me to um, maybe believe a lie that I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, good-looking enough or skinny enough or whatever, which I know things that sounds a little weird like here's a guy who gets up on stage every night and sings concerts and does concerts and people would think maybe that I got all the confidence in the world and you know a lot of times man the the, the people that seem the most confident are the ones who are the most fragile you know or yeah the most, yeah the most insecurity and <laughs> I definitely tend to fall into that category and I was able to even sort of trace back to some of the origins of that in my book because I think that's important you know not just to pinpoint a lie that you've believed about yourself, but to kind of be willing to figure out like where that lie comes from and, uh, and then to make a decision once and for all, am I going to continue to own this identity and watch it manifest itself throughout the rest of my life in different ways? And they're all negative outcomes. When you believe a lie about yourself, it begins to show up in your life and not one of the, uh, fruits that it bears are, are a positive, you know, they're, they're, they're all negative outcomes when we believe a lie about who we are. One of the things I say in the book is that, you know, the more you 
um, the more you own a false identity, the more that false identity is going to own you. And yeah, totally. uh, that, that's not our destiny, not to be owned by a false identity, but to be set free by the powerful <clears> truth <throat> of all of those lies being crossed off the list once and for all and taking ownership of our God-given identity as, as beloved children. Yeah, no, and, and it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard because the messages, like everything that surrounds us sort of gives us those those false narratives. And I think people can give us those false narratives. Parents, you know, others, maybe you know, when we have tough relationships with other people sometimes, you know, there's so much that creates that, you know, failures that, you know, are hard to get past. Yeah. I love that you... I love that you're diving into this because we don't, you know, the, the the word identity carries with it so many, I think, connotations for people. But, you know, for Christians, putting, you know, finding where that identity should be and sort of, um, you know, fixating on that and not, you know, meandering into all these other areas is, is so incredibly yeah. important. Well, and, and I, in the book, I, I talk about not just the, not just the negative false identities, but also the positive ones. You know, it's it's kind of like back to what we're talking about with with Facebook and you know branding ourselves. It's, you know, it's I think our tendency is to put too much weight on the wrong things. You know, we 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 build our house on the things that make us good. You know, that that we think set us apart. And honestly, the story that really was the launch pad for this whole book came from a guy named Jordan who. He had some pretty great things on his name tag. Um, you know, he was an all-American athlete, a good preacher's kid. He kind of was the big man on campus. Um, but he, that was his identity. And when that was taken away from him abruptly with an injury, um, and he was prescribed some pain medication called Oxycontin, Jordan said he didn't know who he was anymore because he placed all of his weight on that identity of the, the big man on campus. And so lo and behold, he winds up, you know, fallen into drug addiction, and now all the good identities have been replaced with the negative ones. And he's just as uh, susceptible to being owned by the negative ones as he was by the positive ones. And one of the most powerful takeaways from this young man's story that I really hope the reader takes away from the entirety of this book is that we're not defined by our successes or our failures. Those are all just uh, surface titles, surface identities. They might give an indication of one facet or another of, of our character or, or the, the whole of who we are, but they don't come close to the core of who we are. And, uh, and I think if we live and die by um, all of those other identities, um, we're, we're going to die uh, an unfulfilled life uh, lived, you know? And, uh, and I think that's really it. It's about getting to this deeper core of who we are and the only source that I've found that's given me the truth of who I am and helped me get to that core is my creator. It's that simple and it really makes sense, right? When we, yeah. when we want to learn how to work our laptop, we, we open up a manual and we read from the people who created it, right? You know, yeah, would I, if I was given a, a new MacBook, would I rather, uh, uh, have a one-on-one -on -one with Steve Jobs if he were still alive or would I settle for just pushing the buttons and trying to figure it out on my own? You know, I think we do that in our lives. We, you know, we have an opportunity. We can't go to Steve Jobs for a one-on-one -on -one at the Genius Bar now, but we, but we do have an opportunity to go to the one who made us and learn more of what he says about us. And no, go, totally. literally going straight to the source, 
to find out who we are. Totally. The only time what you just said is not true is with IKEA furniture. I don't know if you've ever put IKEA furniture together, but if you go to the source of how to do it, it never makes sense. The directions never make sense. But in every <laughs> other way, no, it's in truth, what you just said is totally, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And I think we spend... So many of us spend so much of our time trying to avoid that. I mean, I have so many friends I know, people I've encountered in life who they try to avoid going to the creator of, of our lives and who we are. Um, and I think a lot of people eventually discover that that is where you've got to go. And you know, we're almost done here, but I wanted to ask you, and it's actually a loaded question to ask, but I, I'm going to ask it because I love, you know, one of the things I love about your career and how you do music and, and how you do everything is that so much of what you you do musically relies on the stories of other people rather than your own stories. And I think there's something really powerful in that. And you and I sat down a few years ago um, and, and really dug deep on this. But I wanted to ask you why you decided, and again, it's a loaded question, and I know the answer, but I want listeners who haven't heard it to, to, to hear you speak about it. Why you decided to shift that focus and really, instead of only your own experiences, relying on other people's stories to make your music? Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for asking that question. I, I am a storyteller. I'm passionate about helping people discover their own story, the value in their story, the significance in their story, and ultimately how a story told is so much better than a story kept hidden. Um, you know, when you tell your story, you have the chance to impact somebody else's life. And, you know, I've discovered that. I've had the honor of being a singer and songwriter. And my very first songs were me telling my story. And what a great experience, you know, to be able to, to share about my life and, and watch those songs connect to the hearts and, and lives of people. And, uh, and yet, you know, I found myself becoming more and more fascinated with the true stories of other people. A lot of it was me going to concerts doing my concerts and having people come up to me afterwards and share a little bit of their story. They would just open a little bit of a window into their life. And, and ultimately, I would only hear a little bit. And I thought, you know, what would happen if I began to turn my process around? What if instead of writing songs about my story, I gave an opportunity for other people to share their story with me? Um, specifically, I had surgery on my vocal cords that threatened to end my career. I write in greater detail about this trial in my life in the book. And Boy, it was one that really helped reshape my identity in Christ as well. It's pretty ironic how the weakest moments in our lives actually help us grow stronger than ever. Um, but through that experience, I felt like I was putting it on my heart to tell the stories of other people's lives. He was going to give my voice back to me, but I was going to use it to give a voice to other people. And so I've set out doing that. I've received thousands of stories, over 40,000 and counting. One by one, people brave enough and willing to to share their story and maybe share from the the not-so-put-together parts of their story in the hopes that somebody else out there would go, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who battles depression. I'm not the only one struggling with an eating disorder. I'm not the only one who was the victim of abuse. I'm not the only one who comes from a broken home. And on and on and on it goes. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, I think, uh, an echo that you hear throughout my songs, but also through my books as I share these stories one by one. Um, my hope is that somebody's reading and that they're having that that aha moment of, okay, I'm not the only one. Because really, you'll never find out who you are if you continue to feel isolated. And if you, if you continue to feel like your story is insignificant because you're the only one who's going through what you're going through. Um, so I think there's a togetherness that's really come about by this opportunity to share the stories of people's lives in the book and, and through my songs. And 
it's become a real life changing journey for me. And uh, on a personal note, I've I've seen how other people's stories have challenged and inspired me to live a better story myself. And and I hope this book does the same for for others. Well, listen, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. We're going to make sure we link out and encourage people to grab copies of Hello, My Name Is. And we hope to have you back again soon. Hey, thanks, Billy. I appreciate you, man.